0: My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 96 of The Kate Show. Today I have special guest Ashley Uhl with me, and we're talking all about creating an elevated client experience for your design, staging, or workroom business. Before we get into the conversation, I want to share with you a little bit about Ashley. Her knowledge and expertise and client experience come from years of working with high-net-worth individuals at wealth management firm Morgan Stanley, formal training and work in human relations, sales, and presentations at top professional development company Dale Carnegie, and from years of gleaning knowledge from five-star embellishments she visited during her international travel. Her passion for design came from purchasing her first home, which quickly developed into working for friends and family. But upon realization that designing for others wasn't her passion, her husband encouraged her to combine her love for service with her love for design. So now Ashley helps interior designers develop the type of client experience that allows them to act with greater confidence, gain higher fees, improve their efficiency, and increase their client loyalty through one-on-one consultations, live classes, downloadable guides, and video courses. Ashley's blog is read by design professionals around the world and has been featured on podcasts such as Michelle Williams' Profit is a Choice, Michelle Bennett's Real Talk Design, Kimberly Seldon's Business of Design, and Luann Nagara's A Well-Designed Business, as well as being the featured guest on a number of live industry webinars. You can learn more about Ashley and how she works with designers at com. Before you go there, stay right here because you're going to hear an awesome conversation between Ashley and me, and we divide into all the things you need to know about creating that elevated client experience. Let's get started. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. All right, guys, as I said in the introduction, we have Ashley with us today, and she's going to talk to us all about an extremely niche-focused business and brand that she has. So Ashley, welcome to The Kate Show. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad that we were able to connect because when I first heard about you and I looked at your website and what you're doing, I was like, oh my goodness, it's another niche-focused entrepreneur. and. Of all the service-based businesses out there that you could have focused on you're honing in on the interior designer and i just want to know before we dive into everything else what made you choose the interior designer i mean other than they're fabulous people of course (laughs) yes so uh, there's
1: really a couple of things so first of all i kind of got into the interior design world um, uh, by purchasing our house when we bought our first house i loved and realized that and so then i enrolled um in the new york institute of art and design and did their study program and i started to work with um Clients that were family and friends, and then about though a year or so in, I realized mm, I still love interior design and what it does for people, but I don't like being interior designer. And so my husband suggested, why don't you do client service and client experience, which is really what your love and background is in, and then teach that to interior designers. So that's how I kind of got into interior design um, and the first place but also interior design is really a luxury industry even though I know a lot of designers don't feel that way they don't feel like they're part of this luxury industry it is and it's becoming more and more so as you know more e-design things and havenly and all of that stuff and with so much HGTV a lot of people are accessing design in a different way and so you are kind of left with the people who are able to pay a designer, and then they have different expectations for client service and the client experience. So kind of all of that together has led me to have this kind of business.
0: I really like that you point out with Havenly coming into play, and even the things that House has been doing where, you know, I've, yes. I, I know that a lot of designers are upset with them, and I'm not right. going to say either way, but... We do have to up-level in order to compete now. and But that's a good thing because I think that we all need to be held to a high standard. We should hold ourselves and our businesses to a standard that's higher than what anyone else would even expect. And that is the most attractive part, to me anyway, about what you do. So... With all of your background leading up to this, I did see that it looks like you have a bachelor's in psychology as well. And I would yes. see how that would play a huge part in the client process.
1: Yeah, so a lot of what I do is a mixture of the psychology and the business side. So, yeah, I, I majored in psychology and minored in business. And um, a lot of also kind of the things that I teach people are from a background where we started to travel a lot internationally and we were able to visit a lot of lovely hotels and restaurants where the service was just absolutely impeccable and I really even as a kid you know interior designers are moving furniture and I as a kid was studying what are they doing how are they doing this how are they working as a team why is this experience so different than going to Applebee's right what are they doing what are the inner workings in the systems and processes and so I learned so so much from all of our traveling experiences and so then that's why, you know, I was studying psychology and business and then took on the later positions that I did. Um, And that has absolutely helped me so much with what I teach designers now. Five-star service is very transferable. The systems may have to be different because you're an interior designer versus you work at, you know, the four seasons. But what the feelings and the emotions and the ways that clients are going to want to be treated, those are very similar from one industry to the next.
0: Absolutely. And one thing that I really liked that you had on your website was something about how interior design is subjective, but good customer service is not. Yes. Yes. Uh, I love that.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's very, you know, you know, if you had a good experience and. It, it's absolutely something that has to be systematic and process focused. If you don't plan it out, if you you know, just just the same as design, if you don't create a plan for your design, which is what a lot of people who are trying to decorate their own home, they're going and picking things out that they like and putting it together. But you can see that there wasn't really a plan behind it, and it's the same thing with the client experience and client service. Designers may start with the best of intentions and be really nice, but unfortunately, that's not enough, right? There has to be a lot underneath it um, for it to actually come out looking and feeling great to that client.
0: Well, let's kind of break that down then. So let's say we have this interior designer, and she's got plenty of experience with design. So there's no question about that, and she's a nice person, but, like you said, if being nice isn't enough, what are the common mistakes that these really nice designers are still making? Yes. So, one of the things that really
1: I see over and over and over again, even with the high end designers, it's a lack of letting your client know what's going to happen. And it can look like leadership, but I don't want it to sound like, oh, you're a poor leader. You know what I mean? It's not that. It's just they're not thinking that the client needs to be led, but they do, right? A lot of times the client doesn't totally know what's going to happen even if they've worked with an interior designer before designers work differently and so they need to be introduced to working with what this designer is going to do so you know walking them through the process and then reintroducing them to each phase as you're entering that phase uh even ending every interaction that you have with a client, whether it be, you know, phone, um, in person, you always want what I say is, say what you'll do and do what you say. So you're going to tell the client at the end, okay, so I'm going to get back to you by um, 10 o'clock on Monday morning to let you know how we're going to resolve this issue. And then you do that. And then the next thing happens, and okay, now we're going to have a meeting, and here's what we're going to go over. And then you're kind of constantly letting the client know, these are the things that we can expect and these are the ways for you to prepare. The client feels so much better knowing everything is managed and organized and then you're able to be the leader rather than kind of confused on who is leading this, what's happening next. You know, it's, it, it builds confidence in both people when you have these systems in place and, and you're leading the client through your process.
0: And you know, that's not just good business advice, that's like relationship advice. I mean, communication, it's a huge thing. Yes, absolutely. So so the importance of designers communicating with their clients, I mean, at what point does that start or does this client process start? Does it start when they become the client, when they sign the agreement, when they're still a lead? Like, how, how far back does this process go? Yeah,
1: so from the very beginning, so I know, you know, Kate, you're always focusing on marketing with people, and this is absolutely part of your marketing on your website is you're telling people what's going to be happening. You can give a brief description of your design process on your website, or, you know, if you have a workroom, just People have even less idea about, you know, um, if you're having a workroom, do something, right? You want to break down the simple steps of what's going to happen. And then even on your contact form, I always tell designers to, if you have the contact page, let people know what's going to happen. Oh, if you want to contact us, we would love to hear from you. If you fill out the form below, we'll be back to you by email at the end of this business day or the next business day. So you're already setting them up to let them know you're aware of how you're going to run your process. And then the client can in a way hold you to that. But as soon as you set yourself up and then you, Kill that one and you go, okay, I did that, right? And the client's like, wow, they told me what was going to happen and then they did it, right? And then you keep doing that over and over again. That is one very impressed client, and they're so much more likely to move through that sales funnel and that, you know, the phases of trying to get them to actually be a big project. The more you can say, this is what's going to happen, and then you make sure it does, you're that person is going to feel so much better about hiring you because they they know they've already walked me through this whole thing. The same thing is just going to be happening throughout the rest of the project.
0: You know, I love how that is so simple and it's based in common sense, but I mean, it makes the biggest difference. And that's the thing when it comes to marketing or branding or these client processes, I think a lot of people look at it and think, okay, that must be complicated. That probably takes a long time to implement, but it doesn't.
1: Right. Yes. You can do a lot of these things with very little time. If you know how to do anything to your website, right, you can just write this little blurb on your contact page and put your design process on your services page. And that takes, you know, 20 minutes, but it's a small thing that can really affect how the client is thinking about you. Because when they're thinking, you know, they're going to your website, they're really thinking two things. Do I like their style? And that's pretty quickly answered by looking at a few photos. And then after that, it's, do I want to work with them? And so the more you can kind of get clients feeling comfortable with contacting you by telling them what's going to happen, by telling them what to expect, all of that stuff, it's so much more likely that they're going to contact you. A lot of people are scared of interior designers. (laughs) They think that they're very scary people because they have this bad rep. In movies, and they're sometimes like, "Oh, these people are just going to take over your house and throw away all of your money." When, as you know, this is not what ninety-nine percent of designers are. But making people feel comfortable with you on your website is that first step to getting them. Okay, now I feel comfortable. I really like him or her. I'm going to contact them.
0: You know, that's a good point, and I want to share a super fast an actual real-life thing that yeah. happened to me. So once upon a time, I, too, was scared of interior designers. <laughs> like, and this was before I started serving them in a marketing capacity. And then, yeah. it actually, I'm so embarrassed to admit this, but here I go on my own <laughs> podcast. A few months ago, I hired one, like, oh, as, yeah. as a homeowner for the first time. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It was the most amazing thing because – My husband and I, we were moving, we've got a three-month-old, we had um, no furniture for a house that we had just purchased, (laughs) and it was like... I, so we were trying to, like, look online, look at furniture, and I was like, I don't know how to do this. Why am I doing this? <laughs> so I spoke with an interior designer, and I was basically – I probably looked like a basket case because that's what I felt like. I mean, I had, like, <laughs> baby spit up on my shirt, I'm pretty sure, and, like, <laughs> like I was just like, you got to help me. I'm a new yeah. mom with a new house, and I, I want it to look really nice, but I am struggling here.
1: Yeah. And
0: I don't have time. I, I don't – I even remember how old I am right now I can't even <laughs> tell you how I want my living room to look so you know she had us fill out a questionnaire and yeah. um, she just like really it, it was some hand holding yeah it was what we needed because we were so stressed out and yeah and some people might be like well it, it was just like furnishings. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like, you know, we were ready to invest in it. We were ready to uh, make our home look comfortable and beautiful. And we wanted to make sure that we had the right person guiding us through that. And not only did this designer do that, uh, but she completely paid attention to the different aesthetics that we wanted to incorporate, and she delivered everything on time. Not not meaning like items came on time, but like she responded on time. She yeah. set things up on time. So I completely see what you're saying. When it's like, that's the secret sauce to success, right there. Right.
1: Yes, absolutely. It sounds like yes, she has her stuff totally together, and yeah like you said, it's, it's a scary process and you can feel overwhelmed. Few people or maybe no one is contacting a designer feeling like I've got this totally together. So I'm <laughs> going to bring in a designer. Right. Yeah. Right? And so they need help and they're usually calling you in a moment of stress. And so the more that you can take that away by showing them what's going to happen, the, the more they're going to feel like relaxed and comforted. The Really an experienced professional, one of the marks of an experienced professional is being able to lead a client to where you know they should be going, right? When they're feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't know where to go from here, whether it's a, a doctor or a financial advisor or an interior designer, what they're doing is leading you so that you don't have to worry about it and you're not having to think about it anymore. So, Doing all of these little things are making clients feel that much more relieved to work with you.
0: It really is an emotional journey for the client. And on that same token, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it can become an emotional journey for the interior designer as well, especially if they feel scattered, like if they don't have a client process, if they don't have any of their little ducks in a row. Uh, Yeah. So we're going to take a little break. Hear from one of our sponsors. Okay, guys, we need to hold on for just a minute because I have a really important question to ask you. How are you planning to grow your business this year? Do you have a plan for getting new clients? Do you panic when your word of mouth referral sources dry up? It's time to take a proactive approach to growing your business with the Window Coverings Association of America. The WCAA specializes in helping upholsterers, window treatment workrooms, and interior designers build businesses that last. They offer ongoing education on topics such as business, profitability, marketing, window treatment design, upholstery techniques, and more. If you want a business that can withstand the economic ups and downs and still support your family, you need the WCAA. Go to WCAA.org to learn more about becoming a member. And P.S. to everyone else listening who might want to partner with or advertise with the WCAA. There's a place for you, too. Go to WCAA.org and click on the Industry Partners page. With all the designers that you have worked with and you are working with, are there any underlying mindset issues that you see come up again and again? Or is it really just... Um, them being so busy or not realizing that they just need a a hard set process in place? Sure. So a lot of them realize
1: that they need something, but they just aren't sure what it is. They don't know what that looks like. Of course, they know how to design and they want to treat their clients very well, but they just aren't sure of how to treat the clients well. And absolutely, in terms of the mindset, yeah, a lot of the feedback that I get, probably the most frequent feedback that I get from working with designers is they feel confident interacting with their clients once we work together because they don't know how to treat their clients. They want to do their best, but they just don't know what that looks like, what the systems are, and the things that need to be put in place. And so once you have something very specific written out, and that you know that you can use again and again and again, then they feel like, okay, now I'm the captain of this ship. I can treat my clients well. I know what that looks like. I know how to go into these things feeling like I'm a professional experienced designer and they're going to take me seriously. So, yeah, it's just a lot of, you know, understanding the very specific steps of what that process looks like of course you have you're thinking about the design and that's where you should be spending 90% of your time and so the client experience though is something that can always be just underlying and it's a system that you don't have to constantly rework and you shouldn't be always reworking you know, the essentials of it, the foundation of it, you just make small little tweaks along the way. And most of it's just kind of, a, you know, exactly what is happening because you've already created this system that can continually be used by you. And once you're growing your firm, each employee can follow that same kind of system as well.
0: And I'm super curious about what this system is. I mean, does it vary from business to business? Or is there like a golden rule of client processes that you recommend people follow? And like, what is that step-by-step process?
1: Sure. So it's not one specific thing. It's, It's slightly different from one phase to the next. To me, there is no ideal design process because every designer that I have worked with, has a slightly different process. And I say, as long as that's working for you, then that's fine. It also needs to be working for the client. If you're getting a lot of pushback and, you know, a lot of confusion on the clients, you don't want that. But the systems that are behind it are some things, simple things like, but they can be boring, (laughs) are creating checklists of not only your design steps, but also the ways that you want to interact with clients in each phase. So, you know, if you're in your design concept phase, What are the ways that you need to be interacting and reaching out with clients? Um, What are the things that you have told clients that they're going to be receiving on a weekly basis? So, okay, now we've said that uh, every Friday they're going to be having an email that's going to tell them where we are um, moving into the design concept phase all that we've accomplished what still needs to be accomplished all of that stuff we've communicated that to them now we've created email templates that we can simply fill out every week all of these little things that so it's slightly different in every single phase but a lot of it is just you know creating checklists creating email templates making sure that you're communicating with your client check that off the box I already told the client that we did this now let's go to the next thing so we're combining what you do as a designer with how you're interacting with the client because sometimes that becomes a oh shoot I forgot to do that kind of a thing you know what I mean Uh, because it's not systematic and so we're I'm trying to teach designers how to make the client interaction just as systematic to you and natural to you as knowing where to go to pick out fabrics and master bedroom pieces and all of that stuff.
0: I really like that because I mean I don't know if I'm OCD or what but I love templates. Yes. I love <laughs> anything that can be streamlined. I mean that's why yeah. I have a marketing membership that uses templates because yes. it lets you leverage your business. Yes. And that's incredible. So I understand that the process would have to vary with each designer and likely the size of their team and their own business goals and the the ideal client they work with. So there is just a lot of uh, variables. So that would be why they would be working with you as a consultant because it really is tailored.
1: It is. It definitely is. Everyone does things slightly differently, and you know, everyone has different goals. But it's funny though, because I have seen a lot of very, very similar struggles. No matter if you are a higher end designer working with half million dollar clients, or you're working on twenty thousand dollar. Um, rooms, you know, a lot of the issues still are, though, expectations, how do we set the right expectations? The the level of the designer often comes in how much service, the white glove service I recommend, right? Because then that's starting to be like okay a profit issue do you have the profits do you have the resources for this do you need to be spending your time on this okay you're working with half million dollar rooms you do need this this is a level of expectation for you that you need to be able to live up to here's how you can do that
0: okay and again managing those expectations I mean that's the important part and I can say quite honestly as a uh, business owner as an entrepreneur there have been times where i did not manage expectations well so even though i maybe didn't do something wrong or my team didn't because the expectation for something different than what was delivered was set up from the start, that's what causes a problem. So that's why like I'm sitting here listening to everything you're saying and taking just as much away from it as I'm sure the designers and stagers are right now, because this applies to all businesses. But again, the thing that I really like is that it is niched down to that designer since it is such a unique type of business and one that is based on relationships anyway. So the whole communication strategy, onboarding strategy, and then the whole management process throughout a project all contributes back to that relationship between the designer and the homeowner or the business owner, whoever they might be, which then will lead to either repeat business or that word of mouth referral, which is oh so important. And kind of just branching off of that. Um, I really liked the tip you gave about, you know, you set the expectation of, you contact me through the website, I'm going to respond by this time, and then you do it. Are there any other helpful little nuggets or tips that designers could go implement, like, within an hour?
1: Yes. So um, one thing that I love to um, do with designers is have, just call up your best clients and see if you can either talk to them on the phone or just meet them for 20, 30 minutes or take them out to lunch and ask them, what did you hire me for? So if if this is a client that's already worked with you and you have that relationship with, so finding out why they hired you in the first place. And then if you ask them, okay, and this project has ended now, what made it worth it for you to work with me? And then you kind of get the beginning mindset of what was it maybe on your website that made it like, pushed them over the edge to contact you and then in those first the screening call and the initial consultations, what were those tips? And then you can really use that in your marketing to contact or sorry, to connect with those next level of clients. And then what made it worth it for you to hire me is again things that you can say when you're talking to clients, you know, you know, all of my clients in the past, they really loved to work with us for this, this, and this reason. A lot of designers feel very funny sharing their value and they don't quite know what to say. And again, this is something that I've seen at all levels, even the high-end designers, they don't really know how to share what their value is. So sometimes just getting it from the clients that you've worked with in the past and who've been very happy, you can use what they say and then turn it around to talk to that next client about the value that you bring to a project.
0: I really like that. And it's actually something that I, I started doing in my own business a few years ago because I heard similar advice from Marie Forleo. I'm sure. You oh,
1: yes. Word, right? Yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah. And I had taken B-School a few years back and that's when I started to really niche my business. But she had recommended exactly what you are and that is you basically use your customer's verbiage
1: mm-hmm. but
0: you, you turn it around on them and use it in your marketing and when I started right. doing that I mean to this day I'm still getting comments from people who work with me they're like I could just tell that you really understand me and you know, word for word like you got it and I I have to smile on the other side of my computer screen because I got those words from them yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> like, right? Right. It may have been a little bit of theft but it's all yeah. for a good cause and yeah. it does help me understand them and I can see how what you're saying When the interior designers are taking time to actually ask the right questions, not just feedback, like how did the project go for you, but specific questions to get valuable answers that they can turn around and use as part of their branding and their marketing, that's just really smart.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And like you
1: said… Feeling understood is so, so comforting to clients. And the more that you can anticipate what they're thinking and make them feel understood, you're going to be that much more successful in getting them as a client and then making sure they have a good experience. Another thing that I love to tell designers to do is, you know, if you get a lot of questions, um, no matter if it's at the beginning or throughout what the project is, I always tell designers to write down the questions that you get, create a log and then look at it and start to see if there's a pattern. And if there's a pattern of, okay, there's a lot of these questions, it means that somewhere there's a gap in your system and you need to fill that gap. So start answering these questions before they're even asked at the stage that they're being asked. So also write that down, you know, what stage or phase am I in when the client is asking this question? Cause certain questions are only going to be asked at a certain phase. And so when you make note of that and start to tell the client these answers before they even have to ask, it's, this oh wow she knew exactly what I was thinking I feel so much better now because she's already been able to relax me before I even have to get that out to her and it just feels like that much higher level of an experience when you can anticipate their anxieties and their worries and all of
0: that yeah I mean honestly that goes back to just knowing your ideal client and mm-hmm. having that that mind reading factor, it's right you have to have an, a very specific ideal client in order to get inside their head in that way and to take note of their feedback in that way, so again, it just ties into everything that I'm teaching every week on the podcast, so that just makes my little marketing heart so happy <laughs> <But> <laughs> I am, I'm really excited for the people that are going to be working with you whether as a result of hearing you here, or I know you've been on a lot of other podcasts, you've been a featured guest in a lot of different places, which is so awesome and speaks to your credibility. Um, In what ways can you work with people? Because I know you do the consulting. And do you want to describe any of the educational packages or events or other things that you do? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So um, right now, I um all different videos
1: are about to be released, video courses. So I'm about to release designing the design process that'll um, be coming out next week. So that's you know the week before Thanksgiving. Designing the design process is coming out, and then I'm going to also be releasing a course on um, the art of pampering clients and gifting to them on all of that with the holidays and so I'll continue to come out with new courses and packages um, at the end of this year and throughout next year as well so that's a lot of the focus that I'm Um, spending my time on are these pre-recorded video courses. A lot of designers don't have a lot of time throughout the day. And so, you know, they can access me whenever they want to, whenever they have time, they can walk through these courses um, on their own so that they can kind of make the end of this year and next year a big focus on the client experience as just kind of the entire economy, no matter what industry you're in, is really focusing on the client experience. So uh, I'm having all of these courses so that they can take hold of it and be ahead of the game in the interior design world.
0: Yeah, that's really key. You do have to be ahead of the game. And I think that with a lot of business improvement tactics, unfortunately, there are some of us who are so busy in the here and now with our businesses that we kind of uh, jump on that bandwagon a little bit late and that can be a problem. So yes, by all means, I do want to speak specifically to my listeners right now and say, guys, if you need to up-level your client process, this is not something that you should be putting off, because this will absolutely change your business. Now, Ashley, where and how can my listeners connect with you? Because I know that after hearing all of this a lot of them are going to be chomping at the bit to get started.
1: Great. So, yes, you can find me um, online at ashleyuhlconsulting.com. My last name is spelled U-H-L. And um, so my courses, I have a weekly blog where I share um, tips and, and tricks to quickly implement um, into your client experience to kind of elevate your entire design firm. And then, of course, I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well, also under Ashley Ull Consulting.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again for being on the show. This is so relevant and so helpful. And I know that people are going to go check out your stuff since you have so much to offer. So thank you.
1: Well, thank you so much, Kate. It was wonderful to be here and I am always happy to help interior designers with their client experience. It does, like you said, make a huge impact and maybe I'm biased, but I think it's a lot of fun too. So thank you so much.
0: (laughs) We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right guys, until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear. Thanks for listening. Visit us at the com, where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.